Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderbilt. Thanks so much for joining me on our chapter of day journey. Once again, today we're in Job 33. And it was verse 8 that resonated. Young Eli says, But you have said in my hearing, I heard the very words. Today's podcast is entitled, Young Eli's Approach. In my vocational career, I do a lot of coaching and training in the subjects of customer communication and customer service. And the most requested topic, by far, is how to handle angry and escalated customers. Now, I always begin addressing the topic with the simple truth that must be understood. There is no magic formula or simple ingredient that works every time when you're dealing with an angry customer. That said, there are a handful of techniques that can and do help in many situations. One of the most simple and basic of tactics is to conversationally address the angry customer by name. See, the use of names in a conversation implies that there is a relationship. And do you know that when relationships break down, it is common for people to stop addressing one another by name, referring to one another by pronouns or epithets instead. It is easier for some people to rant and curse to a nameless, disembodied voice over the phone. When names are used, then a relationship is implied and the nameless, disembodied voice suddenly becomes an actual person to that angry customer on the other end of the phone. Today's chapter is the opening of what will be five straight chapters of Eli the Younger's wisdom for Job. He gives Job free reign to respond at the end of today's chapter. However, Job has stated his closing argument a few chapters ago, and he just simply refuses to respond. He stays silent. So young Eli takes this as permission to give Job an earful. There's something very different in the way that young Eli addresses Job. Unlike Eli the older, Bill and Z, the young man actually speaks directly to Job. He addresses Job by name. The elder three never address Job by name, which is rather fascinating when you think about it. They are likely closer in age to Job, and they are also likely to have experienced more of life with Job than young Eli. One would think that there would be more intimacy between the elder friends and the suffering Job. Perhaps their arm's length approach hints at their fear of getting too close to Job, as if his suffering might somehow be contagious. Another subtle difference in the way that young Eli approaches Job is his refusal to directly accuse Job of wrongdoing. The elder three friends were convinced that some heinous and hidden sin must be present for God to punish Job and make him suffer. Instead, Eli establishes a pattern in which he addresses and refutes Job's own words. So in the verse I mentioned at the top of the podcast, verse 8, Eli says, but you have said in my hearing. And then in verse 12, he says, but I tell you. And in this, I heard echoes of Jesus, his message on the mountain, when he repeatedly used a similar device. 
In Matthew 5.21, Jesus said, but you have heard that it was said, dot, dot, dot. And then in verse 22, but I tell you, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, Eli the Younger is doing the same thing. What is fascinating as young Eli launches into his discourse is that he claims to have heard Job say things that Job never said. For example, Eli claims that Job said he was, quote, pure and free from sin, end quote. Quite the opposite. Job readily admitted to being a sinner. He did so in chapter 7, verse 21, and chapter 13, verse 26. Job's claim is that if he did anything to deserve the suffering he's experienced, then he'd like God to tell him what it is. Young Eli goes on to refute Job's notion that God is silent. He argues that God can and does speak in various ways, a multitude of ways. And in this, the young man is not wrong. He is, however, using a blunt instrument that God is never silent to address what is rather a surgically precise argument on Job's part, in which he's saying, hey, God has not addressed my specific complaint. So as I sat and meditated on young Eli's self-proclaimed many words of wisdom, I found myself also contemplating Job's silence which I find to reflect a very different kind of wisdom. Proverbs 10.19 says, quote, When there are many words, sin is unavoidable, but the one who controls his lips is wise. End quote. So who is the wise one between Eli the younger and Job? The one with many words or the one who's controlling his lips? In the modern day world of social media, there is no lack of words from an infinite number of voices. And increasingly, when I feel compelled to add my words onto the pile, I find myself choosing Job's path of wisdom and simply keeping silent. I hope this finds you well wherever you are on life's journey today. My friend, Lord willing, we'll be back here tomorrow. Hope you'll join me.